You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, folks. Welcome back to this Mountain West Wire Football Edition podcast. Because we're doing football and hoops, we got to specify week. 12 preview check us out mwr.com facebook mw or mount west wire mwc wire whatever if you put mount west wire you'll find us and we get to play a game tonight our co-host again is a uh, the uh, wonderful brandon blake so say hello to everybody hello <laughs> matt kennerly is not with us again he has not left the show he's not sick do you know where matt's at at the moment what I checked his Twitter, Instagram, one of them. He, he, I believe he's in San Francisco enjoying a nice beverage, an adult beverage, and partaking in a concert, a music festival, if you will. <laughs> he is up in, uh, drove up north. Um, what's your thoughts and feelings on LCD sound system? Uh, well, I like it. Um, okay. I, I, that's my take. That, I'm, I'm direct. I'm, Try to be simple and direct on certain things. I like it. <laughs> okay, I will say this. I will say this. Your Twitter game needs help. They have not tweeted since August thirty first. Oh, which is terrible. It's it's official verified account, and then two prior. Their third most recent tweet, April eighth, two thousand sixteen. Wait, are we sure they're they haven't been taken over by the bots? I don't know. It's a verified account. Uh, they did get verified accounts to everybody now. So, well, except you. Yeah, because I got one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was going to say, well, except I me and a few other people. But, uh... You see Eli trying to get verified to it. He got his uh, name popped up on the uh, Nevada scoreboard. You see did that? He? The video system. I, I didn't see that. He, yeah. He, is he verified or he's trying to get verified? He's, he's tried to. He asked me for tips. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, you got to do your thing. I'm like, just mention where your stuff appears. That's, I honestly don't know how I did. I put, I, we write for this website. Uh, my works appeared here, here, and here. I, at the time, I happened to work for a radio station. So I guess I was expert in uh, BYU sports <laughs> at the moment. And so I got verified. And one thing I do know, don't change your name. Because if you change your handle and you're verified, you have to start over again, essentially, to get uh, verified. Okay. Well, I, you know, my, I'm, Nah, I'm not with that verified game. The, the, pe- the people will find me, I guess. Yeah, they find you. Florida football, Jagu- Saxonville. Do you like that name? <laughs> oh, yeah. I like. Yeah. I, I still can't believe we're 6 and 3. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll whisper. Was, don't let, be, don't let don't people know. People, <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, you and you probably, and the people who probably follow me from the Mount West stuff, still follow me even with the Jacksonville ramble on about the Jaguars. I was looking at mock drafts in August. That's how bad it was. Oh, <laughs> that particularly a preseason game they played against Tampa where it was just the whole world got to see how <laughs> what we've been saying for all year about Blake Bortles, but here we are. He's been he's been above average. He's a, he's average. I, I'll put it to you like this. Oh, a couple games. We'll say at times he's he's up or down, but he's been up more than down this he, year. He hasn't messed up. 
we'll put it at. I put it like this. I'm still looking. I'm still looking. You know, the quarterback class coming through. You know, I'm still looking. I'm looking at those guys. You know, all quarterbacks not named Josh Allen. Uh, oh boy, we we uh yeah but, yeah. But it's like you're like the team like with me and the Texans a couple years ago. Great defense, pretty good running back, a receiver, really good receiver. Who's gonna throw him the ball? And then yeah, I don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson's ACL, but, but come on, you don't hashtag Tommy Savage. No, no. Oh. Okay, TJ Yates and the dummy over. <laughs> They signed Justin Johnson, who hasn't completed the pass in six years. The Justin Johnson of the Giants, formerly, oh, yeah, I think. The, I thought it was Josh Johnson. I, I just don't like the guy. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm just mad at some guy who had some cheesy pro football advanced stat t-shirts. I'm saying, like, we don't need to get into Colin Kaepernick, but I'm saying he's more like Deshaun Watson than anybody else they have on the yes. roster. And he, try, he tried to make an argument. Well, Johnson was there in training camp. We'll get to Mountain West stuff, but we're just venting because we want to. It's our show. But he's like, well, he was there in training camp. I'm like, well, okay. I know it's not August. It's November, but what? not that that Cap is like Watson, but like overall, but they have similar traits. Cap, we've seen Cap play in Nevada. He moves the ball. He runs a little bit. He ran the pistol. Texas moved in some option or veer stuff. And so it's like, well. I don't know. I just like TJ Yates. I'm like, come on, Jeez, I don't. Yeah, I know. And, and it's it's not. Give me. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey, hey, we're in the same boat. Even though we're in the same boat, even though we're division rivals. Uh, I know. We got. Do you know JJ Watt? He's yeah. out. Oh man. No JJ. Four broken ribs. Jeez. Oh, what's his name? Merciless. With, with Merciless. Yeah, he's out too. And then they traded Dwayne. What's his name? The lineman Dwayne Brown or something to the Seahawks, Seahawks or whoever that is. Got holding out. So, but let's get to Mountain West yes. stuff. We're done with that. We could talk some drafts and Josh Allen, but let's just say um, complete better than 56% of your passes, folks, yes, right? Yes, yes. And, you know, I, if you're supposed to be the number one, and I mentioned this uh, this morning, uh, I said this, this morning on Twitter, if you're going to be a... Yeah, Jeff Ridson mentioned it. Say, say again? Well, I mean, you could reply to Jeff Ridson over at, uh, was it Reddit or whatever, um, NFL yeah, or something? Yeah, somebody. I, either him or Charles McDonald, uh, poor birds. Yeah. Both, I think. Uh, yeah, both. I said this: if you're going to be the number one, well, I was piggyback, piggybacking on what he, uh, uh, Charles McDonald said. I'm going to get Charles Johnson, but Charles McDonald said, if you're going to be the, and I'm paraphrasing, if you're going to be the number one, if you're projected to be the number one quarterback coming out, at a certain point, yeah, you don't have your weapons, you don't have an offensive line, but suppose you know you have to have your talent carry over and drag. You know whatever you got, and he hasn't been able to do that. Yeah, and I get it. Like I've been watching, and I've watched, we've got like somebody replies, but you are you Wyoming well, guy? I'm like, yeah, I've watched most of his games. See the Utah State interception in the end zone, try to throw it out of bounds. Guy catches it on the sideline, and again, it's not like I made the argument like pre like we we you've heard us talk about this before, but real quick, preseason, I'm like he's not gonna be as good this year. He might show better in some areas, but he lost too much talent. And that is going to hinder him, even with James Price and Austin Ford out for mo- for half the year. They're back, and Allen's gotten a little bit better. But and again, I don't blame him for this because the hype came upon him. He didn't want the well, not that you don't want this, but he wasn't touting now. I'm going to be this number one great quarterback. You're going to play the best you're going to be, and you want to be at this level. But 
I don't think he ever deserved to be named as the number one quarterback or top five quarterback. Like even Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen right now, they're not playing that great. But like what um, Forvert said, like if you're playing the Mountain West, you're expected to be a top 10 pick. Yeah, dominate. And court, like, and I've mentioned this a million times before, you can be on a bad team. Not that Wyoming's a bad team by any stretch, but you can be on a bad team, but play well, like an offensive lineman or a DN or some other position. But if you're the quarterback and you're playing and your team doesn't play well, it's hard to mask that because you're supposed to get them wins, but he's not, he's not playing well. And again, like if teams want to take him, that's fine. Cause they're quarterback crazy, but I don't blame him for what's going on, but I can blame the people who hype him up and complain about why is he still considered the top X pick? You know what I mean? It's like, I did see a USA draft wire. They put him to the Steelers at 31, which could be pretty good because Steelers Roethlisberger is going to be there for maybe another year or two. That's a decent spot to land. But if they're going to want him to start right away, maybe he has the talent. Like I said a million times, I'm 6'4", 230. Does the NFL want me to play quarterback? Because that's the same size as Josh Allen. Well, you might get a call. I'll put it to you like this. You'll get a call before Tyler Kaepernick does. Uh, you and I. Yeah. Oh, uh, but you're right uh, about Josh Allen going into the season. I'm. We're not. And it feels like, you know, you, me, and everybody seems to be on and social media seems to be piling on on Josh Allen for – being his number one pick, it, it may come off as, from an outsider's point of view. No, it's it. We're not. We we don't know Josh Allen from a hole in the wall. It's a um. It's as you mentioned. It's the sort of the a lot of the quote unquote scout folks out there, or you know the scouts saying, oh, he looks like he looks like a quarterback. Well, you know we. Uh, yeah, that's sort of Ryan Lee, so Russell. Jim Druckenmiller, and Kate McNow. Uh, yeah. You. Yeah. But you know that can only take you so far. And this year with Wyoming, you, uh, obviously the numbers are not there. Wyoming is is not a bad team by any stretch. You know they they are going to have at least a winning season. But it's more of a tune to their defense and you know certain semblances of an offensive attack, not necessarily from Josh Allen. I saw I particularly saw that game against Boise a few weeks ago where he made some throw, he made some decisions like right. <laughs> I even said it as much. That's y'all that's that's y'all's number yeah. one quarterback. You know, over Rosen and well and I'm not even Baker Mayfield. Uh, Lamar Jackson, come on. Which you can make you can make Yeah. Or um Luke Falk. Uh, Mason Rudolph, Ryan Lindley. Lynn Lindy, Lindy, I'm, I'm getting to mix yeah. up with this old San Diego State quarterback. Um, yeah, NC State's quarterback. Some, yeah, Lindley's an old guy. Know. Yeah, for about a while back. Yes. Uh, oh, the former Finley. Boise State Finley. quarterback. Um, right. Shoot, yeah, Ryan uh, Finley. You know, I, those are the quarterbacks that I would take over Josh Allen at this point in time. Uh, but yeah, it's just. I mean, I I feel bad because he's in that position where, like you said, he's not, he didn't ask for this, you know. Well, and, and it's also not like he was completing 70% of his passes and dropped off. Like he had, it's like, this kind of reminds me, this could remind me more of um, the Washington quarterback, Jake Locker, where had he came out, he would have been, right. He was still, I think he was still a first round pick to Tennessee. I want to say, but he would have been like number one overall, top two, top five pick. He stayed here, which is fine. He's still a first rounder and kind of just petered out of the NFL. I, st- I still think Josh Allen's going to be an NFL quarterback. Could be very good. But 
again, to take a number one pick, a top five pick, if you're a QB hungry team, like teams will move up. Look what Cleveland, Chicago did for just for Mitch Trubisky. I'm like, geez, Texans made a pretty good move to get to Watson. Um, Chiefs, maybe Pat Mahomes or Pat, yeah, Patrick, uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech. But here's one thing where I'm on board with everything really quick. It's from yeah. the MMQB. I believe it was it. Albert Breer, I want to say, who's doing stuff for them now. Is that who did this? Uh, yeah. Yeah, from yeah, Brewer from today. Real quick, we'll move on because me and you don't talk very much, so we want to get this out of the way again. Because of course, more Josh Allen news comes out. But here's the thing: couple couple scouts or guys like oh, it's polarizing. Mid October, a poll: six of the eight execs ranked him in the top three quarterbacks in the class. One had him first, another had him second. But since then, others have told me 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 Brewer wouldn't touch him on the first round of the draft, which is now a first round pick. Which that's fair. Here's what it says: it, it's exactly what you and me always talk about. He's tall. Athletic, huge arm, and everyone makes excuses for him. Said it's got, hey, he had weapons last year, which true, like Hollister in the NFL, kind of gentry on in and off of the Bears. Brian Hill, all the guys you mentioned, Chase really a other guys. And here's what you get, coaches say, I can fix that guy. They blame previous coaches and say I can get out of him. No coaching change here, but of course, as a quarterback, you're 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 accurate <laughs> or you're not, and that's the thing. You don't get that when you're 20. You get that when you're like 10. Last year, he had guys who made plays for him, which is true. I, he, this guy goes on to say, I get the tools, but if you take him high, you got to make sure you look at the guys who had traits in the past who failed. And it's a truth. He's not even at 60% of his passes. He's slightly better than last. He's not falling off the earth and being terrible, but he's not. His rating's pretty good. His yards per attempt is down a little bit or completion, one of the two. And he had great guys. It's like with Johnny Manziel and Mike Evans. I can chuck it to Mike Evans. He catch anything against Alabama if I could throw it high enough. Doesn't matter. So, but I don't know where he'll end up being, but. He's not playing great. He's playing okay, but like I would like I do the quarterback ratings, rankings. I kind of dropped off, but Nick Stevens ahead of him right now. Brett Rippon's playing better than him. Um, heck, Marcus McMarion might be playing better than him at the moment. Christian Chapman's not turning the ball over, and the yards aren't really there. But I don't know. Yeah, Ty Gandry, true. Yeah, he's going downfield, throwing to White Demps, getting the offense going. But it's going to be in a scenario where I don't know. It's uh. You know, we're going to go through this, you know, we'll go through the rest of the regular season, bowl season, and then, you know, we go through the whole circus that is the draft process. So you got the combine and all of that. Sorry, that's my phone. Uh, it's okay. What trade alert did you get for your fantasy team there? What was that? Uh, oh, <laughs> you know, you reminded me. I have been one of the three league kids do not participate in three fantasy football leagues. I highly do not recommend that. Uh, but in a uh, oh you what we're going through the, we're going to be going through the circus of the draft season yeah. so you got the combines pro days visit exactly mm-hmm. but he can't be in a, under class, not a, not a senior I don't think he can do pro day or senior bowl, or senior bowl stuff so it's like well oh, okay well then you just, well, oh, well then basically then all he got is probably just the visits I guess if I'm not yeah pro day and yeah, stuff well, okay. well I'm he's gonna be there's gonna be a situation where he's gonna be throwing whole lot of people and scouts there uh, and then then you look at the landscape if you landscape of you know the other team's draft position where they're going to be if he's going to be first round if he's projected first round then i'm not in that kid's pocket so i couldn't tell you as i couldn't tell you go and make that money yeah that's my thing too like last year had he gone and been taken by chicago number two or something like I don't blame him for doing that at all or anything, but it's 
like broken record here, but it's just the hype is and people still believing. It's like I get I could fix him. I could be yes. this guy. But it's like he's not but here's the thing, he's not necessarily broken by any means at all. It's not like he was great than bad. It's just that he's just been he makes great throws, but he's inconsistent. And I think that sums up pretty good. He has a size. Maybe a coach NFL feeds if, if he gets talent around him and gets NFL receivers, maybe he will be that guy. But we don't know until he gets the chance. And he did play the couple NFL guys, and look what he did last year. So maybe they're going to base off of that when him he has, okay, he has a better line. His running game to speak of because they have nothing, which doesn't help him at all. But he, two of his receivers are, are in and out of the NFL this year. And so it's like he's had NFL talent on his team. Maybe it's all it takes. Go to Pittsburgh. Throw to Antonio Brown in two years. Throw to um, Juju Smith out there in a couple years if he goes to Pittsburgh. It, last thought here. If he goes to a spot, like if he goes to Cleveland, I don't think they'll take him because they got Kaiser there and plus they'll be a mess. But teams want a quarterback. They're QB hungry. Maybe Chargers, Phillip Rivers, he's not going to be there forever. Go to New Orleans. Go to a place there where you're not going to play for two or three years. Arizona wouldn't be great because Carson Palmer's probably done. But go to Seattle. Who knows? Go somewhere where you're a couple years away. I know they want them to play, want kids to play right away, but it's like go to a team where there's a competition or you have a veteran who's going to be done in two years and do it Aaron Rodgers on a quicker scale, though. That's what I think is the best thing for him. I don't think any quarterback, really, if you're number one overall, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, even Sean Watson, who I love, didn't start day one. Day two, but because <laughs> that's a different story with Tom Savage. But it's like give the guy at least half a year. Like even look at real quick, the Niners traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been in the league forever. They're waiting for at least three games or four games to get him in the game, get him in the field for the Niners. So it's like, well. Yeah, and you, and also that this is another team you got to put in the mix there because we don't know. Garoppolo. I, we don't know what we're going to get out of Garoppolo. He might show up. They're, gonna, they're signing him. They're going to sign him for a minimum of the franchise tag. I just, I, I'd say that's I the just, case. I don't. All we can base off is six quarters and – the competition he went up against, well, who he was throwing to, at least, was, yeah. you know, replacement level. <laughs> so we can't count them out. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to games. So we talked enough draft stuff. Uh, you and me get on this because I know Matt likes uh, him some Josh Allen still, and we're just skeptical because I th- we're skeptical of the placement, not the talent, right. really. But there, I think, like, here's one last thing real quick. Here's what I can see happening. Mock drafts. Like, Jalen Robinette last year for the Falcons – at one point, some one or two mock drafts had him like in the first or second round, mm-hmm. like the Chiefs, like super early. I'll see mock drafts where they'll mess around because really, how much mock drafts can you do? They'll <laughs> screw around with them. This scenario, this scenario. There'll be mock drafts. He's a top 10 pick. There'll be somewhere he's a third or fourth rounder. I'll make a bet right now. He will be a second round pick. That's on. No, I'll say he'll be between 30 and 62 or 60, whatever. I, so far out. I, I, I see him. Because, because again, you're dealing with these a lot of these NFL teams. They need a quarterback, and they feel that if they could take Josh Allen and fix whatever he has, whatever issue they think he has. I still, yeah, maybe I mean, they can. We're going to live in a scenario where Blake Bortles will be bouncing around the league for ten years. Uh, but I, I still think see him as a first round pick. Uh, Come back and come back and see me about this three months from now. But we could hashtag, we could uh, tag old take exposed. Okay, I don't care. I'm fine. Brandon Blake thinks Josh <laughs> Allen will still be a first rounder. Caveat because NFL teams Ooh. don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, cold, it's, but yeah. That's, the, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I, you know, that's, 
No, you're right because they want quarterback crazy league. So, all right, let's get to games here. We've talked enough about that. We'll not. I guess we won't discuss the TV thing because that can be safe for whenever. But let's get to the games here. We have Friday night matchups. Do you know the real quick? Do you know the line for this UNLV uh, versus New Mexico game? I won two and a half, three. Um, yeah. Say again. Who's the who's favorite? favorite though? Yeah, who do you think favorite is? Really? Incorrect. Uh, Lobos are at home. Lobos yeah. at Dream South Stadium. But but the line is uh, so you got the short um the basically the home. Under, oh, okay. I, I knew it was under. I knew the line. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Quickly, Glenn. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so. This matchup, it's going to be quarterback, uh, something going on with the quarterbacks. Who knows? Because uh, Armani Rodgers, he didn't play. He barely played. He got a concussion. He's been out. Johnny Stanton's been former <laughs> linebacker this season, now quarterback again, <laughs> which is crazy. He's uh, he, he's played pretty good the past couple weeks. Here's the thing. Rebels are four and five. That freaking Howard game came back. is going to come back to bite them to get bowl eligibility, as was losing to BYU. Oh, jeez. So, they're four and six. They got to win out, beat New Mexico at Nevada. And what do you think? Like the quarterback situation? Do you think they should just stick with Johnny Stanton? Yeah, I, I think you ride with what you have. Uh, with will you go with Stanton, especially in a situation with Armani Armani Rogers' injury with with him being having a concussion. You don't risk the chance. You don't risk it. You you. Mm-hmm keep him as healthy as you can and then you go with the you go with the better I feel the better quarterback than Johnny Stanton the linebacker come quarterback uh Johnny Stanton uh UNLV has to win this game <laughs> I mean they gotta be that goes beyond I mean I'm I yeah if they want to be this play yeah and this is a game they have to win it should be BYU and Hawaii and Howard but they they have to win this one uh New Mexico is hey. just so dire. Uh, right. They, they're really not, but... They don't have the same running attack if anymore. If New Mexico can get that running game going, or at least get it to about 70, 65-70% of what they were last year, when they were in 984. We've seen that UNLV cannot stop the run. <laughs> uh, uh yeah, Squally yeah, Canada. And what do we have? Like two hundred yards. Still running last week? over them right now, uh, as we speak. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you ran on them. Air Force ran on them. You know, a lot of teams. You're able to run on UNLV, and if New Mexico can get their running game going, so it is really up to you. Looking at players like, uh, for example, and um, yes, and I'm trying to pull up the name. Richard McCorley back there. Yes, and old Lamar quarterback. Lamar Jordan, maybe. Running back, so my it's... computer froze. Uh, Tyrone Owens. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, Richard McCorley has six uh, fewer yards, but you can punch it into the end zone. So, and mentioned, if they can get that running game going to – a little more than half strength. New Mexico has a chance to spring the victory. They do, and looking at who played, really quick back to the QB, I went to the 
five keys over from the Las Vegas Review Journal. I think they copied and pasted in the last three, two games because <laughs> number two, again, is look for both quarterbacks to play. <laughs> I mean. They might. Rodgers, like, if he's in there to run a little bit, that's fine. But it's they want to win the game because the main thing right now is getting to a bowl game. So if they play Stanton 90% of the snaps, snaps and Armani Rodgers comes in for seven plays and runs on those or runs on six of the seven. I'm fine with that. They want to get to a bowl game, get more practice, play another opponent. Assuming they with one, one or was there one less bowl game with the poinsettia bowl gone, there could be a chance they miss, yeah. but probably not a six. It's but, risky. Yeah, I mean, they'll, you got six wins. They got 56 some odd bowls. So you know, somebody don't take them. <laughs> Cause I think it was just, isn't the poinsettia bowl the only one that got yeah, canceled? Is that it? That got, that's no more. Oh, they, 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 yeah, he should be fine then. But they got to do that. Get, play both. I mean, Stanton needs to find Devontae Boyd, uh, Kendall Keys, get those guys involved. But as for New Mexico, they're not really tipping their hand. This is Lamar Jordan's final home game. He's has a winning record at home of 14-12, and 12, which is pretty good. Most of it last year, I believe. And so I don't know what um, if he's going to play or not or how much they're going to play. They've been splitting around with Tuiat Tuivoti there, who's more of the throwing quarterback kind of. But – They've been throwing too much, and if they're going to beat Rebels, they got to run the ball. They can't throw more than 12 times. Right. It, it, it has to be Owens and McCorderly and maybe a little um, and Daryl Chestnut, Lamar Jordan to run the ball. They, they're going to have to really re-energize that running game. And that's going to be – and I think that's got to be the main key. That's something that Bob Davey and the coaching staff are really going to have to hammer, in, hammer on is – Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. They got to get, I'm thinking they probably, as a team, and, you know, this might be a conservative as thing, but probably don't have to run the ball 30 plus, 30 plus times in order to get that, in order to That's, really get it going. Uh, they don't so? have to. I mean, because we can't call them the throwbows. We declare, we've said that much. And nope. they haven't had a propensity. I mean, fifty percent completion percentage as a team, fifty percent. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna that's not gonna fly. And their TD ratio is seven touchdowns. I mean, TD interception, seven touchdowns against eleven picks. So yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to run the ball. And if they run the ball, they'll have. I I believe they'll have the success to run in or by running the ball against UNLV. Maybe they can break off some few. Maybe they can break off a few pass plays. Big pass, big pass plays. I'm trying to think. I think I think I'm going to go with UNLV is going to get a victory here because Lex Lexington Thomas will run pretty well against this Rep Lobos defense, which they're not great. And <laughs> being nine question mark <laughs> rushing defense, they're not too bad. They're top four only four. They give up four yards attempt and are pretty good actually on the year defensively that way, but. They, I, I, I'm going. I'm going Rebels on the road because if Stanton's going to play quarterback, he's thrown much more better. And whatever they've been more consistent, I would say a little bit. If, if something goes wrong with Stanton, they just hand the ball to Thomas and be fine. The only thing that Rebels need to worry about is obviously stop this rush defense, this option attack. But they can't do what they did versus Utah State versus Air Force, have these big leads and then let them go up and smoke in the second half. That's gonna if they get the lead, they need to just lean on Thomas right. to run They're the ball have every to. play find a way to protect the lead and imagine if they would have beaten Utah if they would have held on to those leads against Utah State and Air Force or they would have had some semblance the limited uh, 
uh, Canada not let him run wild, then we're looking at a completely different situation where they're at now instead of, you know, oh, we got to beat New Mexico. We have to beat Nevada in the battle for the Fremont Cannon just to be bowl eligible, maybe. Uh, and New Mexico, I think they're – and New Mexico, look, pulling up New Mexico while you were talking, they're fourth in the conference in run defense uh, with San Diego State, Boise, and Fresno, mm-hmm. you know, or better. So – Oh yeah, um, so it's pretty good. I mean, above Mexico average. Can, so yeah, so they're gonna have to if they get the lead. You're right. They're gonna have to lean on Lexington Thomas and the running attack. But they make. I feel like they're gonna have to break off some a few pass plays themselves just to keep the defense honest. So I in this, I think they can. I think they can. Well, I, think I mean, they that's can. not saying I that think they can. UNLV unlike New Mexico. I'm not, you know, UNLV unlike New Mexico. I trust the UNLV's passing game a little bit more with, with a, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Stanton, Johnny Stanton. I can't forget a name like yeah, Johnny, Johnny Stanton. Stan, um, he has a uh, first, yeah, he has, yeah. He's like, six, he's 62% completion rate. He has four touchdowns, does have two picks. So he's been playing okay, runs a little bit. But, so what's your pick? I, I, I think I'm, my pick, I think I'm going to go – I'm going to go UNLV. Yeah. Uh, I, think I think they have enough. They have a little bit more on the offensive punch. But hold, hold, on, hold on tight. Hold on to a lead, UNLV. Hold on to one lead. You want to be full eligible, hold on to one lead. Exactly. So had they, had they, had they done that versus Howard versus Air Force – Utah eight State, BYU, and they would be eight and two at the moment in the division race because they would have only one lo- one loss in the division. They would lost to San Diego State because they That's beat Fresno, yeah. it, and, and they'd have the tiebreakers first. So they would be in first place with two games left, and the Fremont Cannon could just could have decided the West no, Division, no. but no, sorry. Yeah, but what if? What yeah. if? <laughs> All right, like also real quick, that game's Friday night. We didn't mention that. Uh, Six thirty Pacific, ESPN two. Let's get Saturday. We got Hawaii, Utah State. Did you know Utah State can be bowl eligible? Somehow? You know, I going into the <laughs> going into the uh, into the season, I was looking at Utah State's schedule. I was listening to you guys, you and Matt's uh, preview of them. I like their defense. I like the quarterback. I didn't like their schedule all that much. Um, I just felt that. Man, I just said to myself, listening after listening to you guys' podcast uh, for their preview of the Aggies, man, if they were in the West, they'd be bowl eligible hands down. Hell, they could be competing for the division uh, alongside with San Diego State. But I felt that bowl eligible eligibility for them was there. Had they they just needed to steal a few wins, uh, but they got a good chance against Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii just to me is just cratered. The last this season, uh, I think they could do it. I, I think I, I believe I'm leaning really heavy on Utah State. I think the line on that one is 12? 10 and a half. 10 and a half for Utah State. And also, on the unfortunate thing about this game, <laughs> it's on Spectrum pay per view. But, but, but if you have the uh, watch, watch Stadium app has gotten better. So if you have that, you can watch it on Android or on iOS. Not on the computer, but it has to be on your phone. So I guess Chromecast it. Get the Chromecast, Apple TV out, go that way. But like Hawaii hasn't been the same since Chris, John Ursu has gone down. They haven't been the same. 
Dice Dice St. St. Juice will run the ball pretty well. He had 100, 100, just over 100 last week against really good Fresno defense. We're sort of in a game, but not really. 31-21 loss. But Hawaii could win this game, but I just think with Utah State, like we mentioned, you've seen what we read, what we talked about. Quarterback play with Jordan Love, who's basically the yeah, starter now, it, hasn't been all that great. Yeah, it, it I mean, exactly. It, that's a problem. Going into the season, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. It's just, man, if the court, you know, the quarterback play did kind of, the quarterback, I said to myself, the quarterback play does need to elevate itself a little bit for them to have any chance of, for, you know, any chance. Well, in a running game, well, in the running game too, it hasn't been there either because you know, who is it? Luan Hunt? Is it uh, El Toro Allen? Who's going to run the ball? It's been a different guy every week, and nobody's yeah, really stood and out. I think Hunt's the old. There's their leading rusher quotation marks. Um, he does have eight touchdowns, but only 500 yards rushing. And we're, yeah, we're ten games yeah, into the season. Hunt, That's fine if you're like a third string. That's not good if you're if you're their top back. Uh, Saint Juice has 1300 yards on his own. So, so yeah, and I think they're yeah. gonna probably gonna have Utah State. I think the keys for them, they're gonna have to find that running game to keep Hawaii's offense off the field. Yeah, and just real quick, uh, Hunt has had two of his past three games a hundred plus yards. He had one hundred one versus UNLV, one seventeen New Mexico, but only thirty one versus Boise. And he's also seven of his uh, or no, six of his eight touchdowns have been the past three right. games. So he has been playing better. So maybe that's something because he had a comeback win versus UNLV, the uh, New- the Mexico game, which he kind of just chokeholded them and took advantage of fumbles by the uh, Lobos. I just think it's going to come down to like if if Utah State's going, you're right, run the ball well. Jordan Love needs to find Ron Craven Tarver, find somebody open or tight end. Somebody needs to get open on this team and pass and, the ball and not just mess up. They need to and the running game, and that's the main thing: find the running game. Get some big pat, get some plays in the passing game because Hawaii. Next to you know Hawaii has just about its worst pass defenses Nevada um, in the conference. They're, I believe they're next to last in the Mountain West in pass defense. So they're gonna have to find that path. They're gonna have to run the ball well and find some big big plays in the passing game to really take advantage of a to take advantage of a, exactly take advantage of a Tarver. Uh, to name to name one to really take advantage of that uh, very charitable path defense for Hawaii. Okay, so, so I thought I was reading. I found this news article, or I guess from Utah State Athletic website. It seems like it could go from the uh, Onion, because um, I'm not not kidding. Utah State special teams coordinator slash running backs coach announced as a Broyles Award nominee. Running backs coach. Seriously? Yeah, Utah State special teams coordinator, running backs coach, Mark uh, Tomerdahl, Tom has been named a nominee for the 2017 Broyles Award, announced by the Rotary, Rotary Club last week. Its award is given to uh, one of the best assistant coaches in college football at the FBS level. What has he done? Like, is there a kicker? that I know their, I think special teams is okay. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but... He's a running backs coach on a team that does not run the ball well, and he's he's considered out of what is what is there ten assistants per team, so out of what a thousand about of out of a thousand plus coaches, 
He's in the top yeah, half percent I, I just, as assistant. For no way, give it a, he's in. But then again, keep in mind you got to keep in mind these awards lists. You know they start with like sixty and they cut it down to like ten. So I'm pretty sure I remember a few few Florida players got on that list. Uh, but yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, that that, that just really. <laughs> I mean, you put them on the awards list for the ninth best rushing attack in the conference. Yeah, I don't see him making that far. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm going to go. So, what's your pick here? Who are you taking? I th- I'm going to go with Utah State. I think I, I, I think I believe they can piece it together on offense, and they should be able to against the very susceptible Hawaii defense. Uh, St. Juice will do. St. Juice will do his thing, uh, but I think Utah State will get some stops on defense. And Drew Brown, yeah, Drew Brown needs some help, and he's a good QB. But also, one last thing, there's got penalties, which always has been an issue all year with uh, Hawaii, and there's nobody who's been able to step up for uh, John or Sir. So I'm going to Aggies. Uh, tw- I'll go 24-10, kind of low scoring. Yeah, I, I, I probably – I'll go 23. Utah State 23, Hawaii 13. We'll give, make it real SEC-like. <laughs> Florida? That's more than Florida scores, right? <laughs> make it score 13. They have UAB. Yeah, exactly. All right. They have, they play UAB uh, Saturday. UAB's bowl eligible has seven wins. Florida's not going to. They haven't had a team in Florida. Yeah, and UAB start. Oh, oh yeah, and UAB just, you know program came back like ten minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. Somehow, okay. Just so you know, re- really, really quick, Florida is somehow an eleven point favorite. <sighs> Take the Blazers. <laughs> And thank right. us later. <laughs> yeah. Take about right if you're feeling gutsy like I might do, but we'll see. Uh, All right, next game. <laughs> uh, Fresno State at Wyoming. High noon, which is nice at War Memorial Stadium. It's uh, 37 degrees, so sunny. So if it's a night game, it'd be really chilly and cold. Uh, I'd like a repeat of a snow game versus CSU Wyoming, but this game, no line available because, as we all know, or if you don't know, Josh Allen is a game-time decision. Because of a AC joint, which who called it last show? What it was? You, Can I raise my hand high? You did. You got it. <laughs> deduction. Sherlock Holmes there with a deduction <laughs> to figure out. It's not a not a collarbone busted because uh, he stands sideline. He cheered either a hand or shoulder injury, and I got it. So it's a throwing shoulder, and I do not believe Craig Bull for a moment who lists him number one on the depth chart because that's completely false. <laughs> and. It's a uh, we'll have an article up by time you well maybe tomorrow sometime. One of our new Wyoming guys has a piece on this like who's the backup Nick Smith, who only threw like two or three times last week, but um, it is a uh, with with it being your throwing shoulder, um, he's out. He's not going to play. Yeah, there's no way he play. Nah, he's not, and that then that's just some coaching coaching. Gamesmanship on Bowles' part. Uh, he, yeah, he's not playing. That's just something to throw Fresno State and, that, and the Bulldogs off. Given his injury, which you know, Dr. Moss deducted so well. Uh, yeah, he, it, it's a situation where he was he was going to be real doubtful. Because we talked about this on Sunday about this, mm-hmm. and then over the last few days or so, looking at the report, looking at the Gauging the reports, it was to me it was getting more likely 
yeah, it wouldn't shock me. I said to myself, it wouldn't shock me if he wasn't going to play uh, this game. And, damn, I, he more likely won't play. <laughs> you, know, you know what's great? Um, Facebook stalking by reporters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so this is from Trib.com, Brandon Foster. Um, yes, he covers the Cowboys out there. Um, this is as a Tuesday. Allen was not at practice Tuesday. He's receiving medical treatment, and we knew an MRI was coming. His mother posted on Facebook, link to the article, <laughs> <laughs> that, Al, that Allen is having x-rays on Monday. But, of course, because, you know, secrets and all, and this is the national security DEFCON 0, whatever the whatever the highest one is, um, DEFCON 1. But head coach Craig Bull declined to comment on that Tuesday. <laughs> he said Bull expects uh, Allen to be cleared for practice sometime this week, and it's going to be a game-time decision. So it's like AC joints issue. It's like it can, it's like a sprained shoulder, and it's a throwing shoulder too. Had it been his left shoulder, right. probably could play. But uh, it depends how much treatment he's getting, what they're going to do, if they give him like some sort of a cortisone shot or a bunch of uh, yeah. just – whatever icy hot or naproxen you know i mean just over the counter stuff like that stuff you take for pain like that ibuprofen whatever must you know i mean that type of stuff not like bite whatever not the big stuff but you know i mean just they give stuff you normally take then hopefully it's uh, not too much but the thing is i don't think he's gonna play maybe because here's why i think he could play it's playing fresno the school the hometown team you're rooting for passed him up twice it's a big game it's at home well i mean still in the mix um for the Mountain West title, the Mountain Division, I should say, because they need Boise to lose twice, but that's a possibility. Them playing Air Force in Fresno, there's a decent chance that there's a not out of the possibility Boise loses twice. So if he doesn't play, you got Nick Smith, which I I just don't see him playing. Like it's Wednesday right now, just so we know, it's Wednesday night we're doing this. This could change Thursday, could change Friday. Nick Smith is preparing to be the starter. The last time he started was 2015 versus CSU. And that was partly because of like injuries to Cameron Kaufman and I believe Allen himself when he broke his collarbone the first time. So he has some experience, but he only threw a couple passes. And then with no running game, unless this defense, because McMarion's played pretty well throwing the ball for uh, Fresno State, unless like Logan Wilson or Andrew Wingert or Carl Granderson has like a huge defensive game, I don't see Wyoming winning this without Josh Allen. Even, even though if you hear the first 20 minutes of the show, we're not really too high on Allen, but... He's he still makes plays. He's still a pretty good quarterback. Just again, first round talent, questionable. But I don't see it with Nick Smith. There's no way they win. No and way. even with and I would say even with Josh Allen's playmaking ability, which he which he does have, uh, even though we're not the we're not yeah. the highest on him. I still um I still see I still see Fresno winning regardless, starting or not starting. So I'm with you on that. I see them winning pretty yeah. I would say because I'm just really not collectively sold on the Wyoming team as a whole, even with Josh Allen. Uh, the defense is fine. Just the offense, put your offense in a situation where, you know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll score points, maybe they won't, but sometimes they won't, and then that really puts your defense in a bind. Whereas I think Fresno's offense has just been cooking all year. Uh, say for a few hiccups, mainly against UNLV. McBarry's uh, been playing well. Mims has been playing well. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson. I just think Fresno has a lot of tools on offense that I don't think Wyoming can handle. Wyoming's really going to have to be ball hawking and maybe just catch McBarry on just a bad day. 
I'll allow you and LB for them to win, but I see you, I see Fresno winning pretty convincingly on um, on Saturday. Well, they need a running game, and they don't have that. <laughs> That's a problem. And Fresno's, uh, if you haven't heard people, um, he's, they're pretty yeah, good at stopping the run. I believe they're... Well, let me ask you this. Really quick. I know they're really good. We'll get to their numbers in a second. Um, let me ask you this. Actually, give their numbers oh, okay. up, then we'll I was gonna I'll say ask Fresno, my question to you. You mentioned New Mexico's fourth in the league in run defense. Fresno, not, Fresno's there with the likes of San Diego State and Boise in terms of run defense. So they're able to stop the run very well. And you know, kind of running the ball a little low average, but they can definitely stop the run on um, Wyoming, what little attack Wyoming has in the, on the ground, at least. All right, here's my question for you. In, um, I won't mess with – well, we'll exclude sack yardages because that's – we can figure that out, figure that out yeah. afterwards. So right now, Wyoming is rushing offense, 12th in the conference, out of 12 teams, mind you. <laughs> they do have 12 touchdowns, which are nice. Uh, 3.09 yards per carry. Or and that includes this includes everything. So sack yardage, everything. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a bet. I'm gonna ask you, will this be the they their their worst rushing attack was at Iowa? Fifty nine yards. Will they over under fifty nine yards against Fresno State on the ground? Over under fifty nine? Uh yeah. They'll go over. I I'll, I'll put them at 89. 60? Yeah, I'll, I'll give them 80. I'll, I'll be nice. I'll spot them 30, 30 more yards. I'll, they'll get 89 yards. They'll probably like a... Even without Josh Allen? They might catch a break. <laughs> you know, probably early in the game. I'm, I I can see them getting 89. They're not getting over 100. Uh, if they get over 100, then they have a chance. Uh, but I'll give them 89 yards. They'll go, I'll go over. I'm feeling sure. All right. So here's where it's, it's, that's fair. I think I'm, I'm going to officially okay. say under. So just for that. And so with Marcus McMurray and how he's been playing, this is um outside of like Alabama and Washington, I believe the best defense he's played so far. Particularly, I guess he barely played against Washington. San Diego State, I guess. 27-3, that's a really good defense. But I think well, I means maybe a hair better because turnover abilities with like Wingard and uh, Logan Wilson is – if Wyoming's going to win, like we mentioned running, but they're going to need to do it the last year, get interceptions to return for touchdowns and like right. extremely short fields. And McMarion hasn't really – he's been pretty efficient. He hasn't been like Ty Ganji in conference play, but he has been a guy where he's not turning over the ball very much. He has just three picks since he's played. I don't know. It's, uh, and he had two last game versus Hawaii. He wasn't very good defense, so there's that. <laughs> I, I, if they're going to win, they're going to need def- the defense get to step up and just shut down the offense, which the first of offense hasn't been like amazing. It's been pretty good, but it's not like world beaters and it's going to put up 50 yeah, points. It's been, uh, for them, it, they're, they're pretty steady. And again, McMarion just you know, doesn't really make mistakes, you know, uh, you know, unless, you know, except for the Hawaii game where he they shockingly threw two picks. Uh, but yeah, they, they're not going to dominate you. They're not, they're, they're not. You know the the they're not don't be expecting to score fifty points. I think they average close to, I believe I know they average close to about 30, 29, 30 points a game, which is good for like puts them right there with like UNLV, and I think Nevada's probably right there in the mix too. So they're not going to necessarily 
blow you away with this amazing scoring uh, scoring team. They're just really good at pass. They're, they're re- they, the word I'm looking for. Efficient, I guess, is a good word. You mentioned they only throw three picks. Um, they average about yeah. 230 yards rushing, so at 62% completion, at close to eight yards a pop. So they're when they pass, they you know they pass, they're getting, they're putting themselves in good position. They make they're very smart <laughs> all the way around. Oh, Fresno. All right, so who, who are you taking? <laughs> who are you taking? Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. Uh, Josh Allen, Josh Freeman, whoever, Morgan Freeman, um, Josh McCown, Cade McCown, Jim Druckenmiller, uh, Josh McCown, Fresno by two scores. I, I think it'll be yeah. I think it'll be, I'm gonna go like thirty to thirteen, but well maybe I don't know, I I think Wyoming's defense could make it interesting. So maybe like twenty to ten. I think it'll be a low scoring game. You got more faith than I do. I just I just don't. Well, I mean, I like to. The Wyoming defense it's is really good, good man. but you just—I just don't see the Wyoming having enough offense to generate enough offense to keep Wyoming's defense off of you know to help out Wyoming's defense. Yeah, I see. I can I can envision a lot of three and outs and a very tired top four defense. No, but uh, what I'm saying is, like, look at the Colorado State game. Mm-hmm. They had no offense. The Ra- I would say the Rams' offense is much better than Fresno's offense. And snowstorm or not a rainstorm, that impacted a little bit, but I still say it's gonna be. That's why I think it could they could slow down this Fresno offense. So, but I still say they're gonna win because Fresno will break through because their defense is good as well. Right. Yeah. All right. So next game, um, this is probably the quick game, real quick. San Jose State at Colorado State, uh, CBS Sports Network. Quite one and only question here: Are the Rams gonna cover thirty-two and a half points? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, there is, uh, yeah. I, there's not much. What, what are we gonna say about this game? San Jose State, Montel Aaron, Tyler Evans is decent running the ball. Maybe this is the game. I'm being optimistic that the Spartans find a passing attack that's better because Aaron can. We we've seen a few good things from him because the Rams secondary is not very good. Look what Boise did, just kind of picked them apart. Right, passing with Ripon having like his best game. Like there's maybe that could be happening, but I don't think they'll cover. But I think they'll win like. Like fifty to twenty, maybe. Will they get twenty points? <laughs> Ooh, that, that, you're, you're... forty to ten. Is that better? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking maybe forty to six. Um, six? What three safeties? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> lucky we get to. Lucky we get that way. Um, but no, I just with San Jose, San Jose State because I saw particularly the first few drives uh, when they when they played Nevada. Uh, I mean, they have something with Tyler Nevins. I feel like they need to give him the ball. And the mere fact he only has that one rushing touchdown in seeing him play seems just not right. I I know what they're trying to set up more of a you know, up tempo type of offense, but if you have some uh, kid like Nevins who can run the ball really well, I feel like you have to give him the ball and. Make something, make make half, make it happen at least on the offensive side. While you're trying to figure things out with your up tempo system, uh, but I had a feeling Colorado they may shut him down quickly, um, and they're gonna go to the air, which Montel Aaron is kind of. 
help me out here, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't 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 throw picks as much as um yeah. Love. I mean eight touchdowns against eight picks, so one for one one for one TD interception ratio. Yay. Alright, well yes. Rams win big, let's move on. Air Force Boise State at Boise State, eight fifteen, ESPN two. Broncos are heavy, seventeen and a half point favorite despite isn't it a uh, three-game losing streak for the uh, Broncos have against the Falcons? Yes, uh, I believe Falcons so. There? And yeah, that's and the spread is interesting. Oh, <laughs> Air Force hasn't been good though. Really, they haven't right. been all that great right. this year. So there's that to consider. And Boise, number twenty-five in the playoff rankings as of last night, uh, Tuesday. They've been playing really, really good since that UVA loss. Who? We don't give credit enough because they're actually good this year, but it's still embarrassing <laughs> how they lost. But they've been – it's actually two in a row, sorry. Uh, 2014, 2015. They did they not uh, play last year? Yeah. Wait a minute. That's, that, can't be, that can't be right. Wait, yeah, no. They're in the same division. Had... Wait a minute. CF, uh, football Stacian's website failed <laughs> me for like the first oh, time ever. I... They're like a, they're like historical website and everything. What the heck? I need to go to sports yeah, reference. I, I, Jeez. I terrible. believe they've had, they've had to play, yeah. They lost to them last year. Uh, and tw- I have 2014, 2015 uh, here as well. So, they, so, yeah, three in so a row. They have, so, so, they have dropped three in a row to them. Uh, Boise should win. Um, but, they, you know, they got to be wary of Air Force's attack with the triple option. Because I think cause once they get going, once I believe if Air Force can get their triple option going and, and not have Wortham throw – much than they have a game. Yeah, maybe eight times. Yeah, we'll go with eight times. Eight to ten. Yeah, we'll go with eight to ten. Um, well, he did pretty good versus Navy. Through like uh, Worthman through like twelve I, times. Yeah, I, I think they eight to ten is gonna have to be it. Um, maybe twelve. After anything after twelve, you're asking for trouble. Uh, but but yeah, this is a game I think Boise yeah. should win. Boise's really found their groove since losing to UVA. Uh, hasn't been you like you said you mentioned Sunday hasn't really been the vintage Boise offense we're all accustomed to. But I think they're really getting it done, and the passing game is coming along. Uh, you know, especially exactly, and it should have been yeah they um, figured out Red the quarterbacks. Uh, really, but yes, it should have been him. The whole time. From Post. The whole time. I tell uh, he's really getting it going. Uh, they should be able to win their seventh straight and sort of snap that Air Force little losing. Air Force streak. The opposite. So, like, one thing I want to see the Falcons do because they've had, they've been inconsistent in how they run the ball. They got. I don't. I think Parker Wilson's healthy, I believe, because I don't think he had a carry last week. But whether it's him or not, they need the fullback dive to be more in play. I don't care. Crush David Moe as many times as you want. You got to do the fullback dive right. every time. They do the dive to the option. Do it. Navy Army do the fake the dive, but they got to have the dive. And Worthman needs to be a better pitchman because he holds the ball way too often or he throws it way late and there could be issues. And the Boise's defense, like Jabril Frazier, like mentioned Moa there, a couple of guys, maybe Tyler Horton will come in off the secondary to make some plays. But you got to pitch right. You can't hold the ball too long. And he just can't take a beating of holding the ball or running the ball 20 times. That just isn't something they want him to do. So if he's more efficient pitching the ball, like run it 10 to 15 times, that's fine. But you can't run like this year, um, 
Sorry, I'm in the passing section here. But like him, he does lead the team in rushing. 217 carries. Next closest guy is Tim McVeigh, who needs to play very well. 114 carries. But I think it's Worthman's only like at three and a half yards per carry. Like, he, oh, ah, stupid running stats. Here we go. Yeah. He said <laughs> double digit carries every game this year, which is fine. But Michigan, 26. San Diego State, 26. 30 versus New Mexico. 20, 30, 20, 25. Only versus Army. And that was partially because of the, the few possessions each team had. But like you're right, Wyoming last week or last game, sorry, 17 rushing attempts. He threw 10 of 22 times. That can't be the case. You want him to go like four of eight, four of seven, maybe eight of 12, like VMI. But he just needs to be more proficient with the ball. And Air Force fumbles the ball a lot. They get the ball back on fumbles, but they cough it up too many times. And either if they recover it, they lose five to ten yards sometimes if it's a on the pitch, or they give up the ball completely and. Boise State, the way they've been playing, Alexander Madison, healthy, going for 100 plus every game. I think I don't know if Boise will cover, but they're going to win big and easily. I think. Yeah, and um, with Air Force, they just very uncommon for the Air Force for the Falcons, this Air Force squad, to just be so careless with the ball. I, I in recent memory for me, because watch even going back to the days of school, not doing this, watching the Air Force play football, I've never seen the Air Force team be so careless with the ball and just be have a quarterback where it's just you don't know what you know, he's just not very protective of the football and that's key in that type of offense. And he's gonna and they're have him throw his last, but be more efficient, and then use that fullback guy to really keep Boise's offense off the keep Boise's offense off the field, which will be you know key for Air Force to have any chance. But I just like I said, Boise just has too many tools. Their defense will eventually you know piece that out, and I see Boise winning big. Air Force has to protect the ball if they have a chance. If not, because if they don't. Boise will just hammer them with their running attack with their offense. Yeah, it's a. I think Air Force will cause some trouble for a little bit, but they just haven't been running as well as they have in the past. So that's why I think I'm gonna go like, I think like thirty five seventeen. We're gonna be sort of close, but not really. Like I think Air Force will still get points and move the ball enough, but they're not gonna get the turnovers like they had the past couple of years. And while their defense had had some good spots at time, like specifically Michigan holding them to right. so many field goals. I don't know if they can keep that up. This offense is way better than Michigan at the time. But it'll be a lot to a little, like thirty five seventeen. Like Air Force will get a couple touchdowns, but it'll be Boise will get up like ten oh, thirteen oh and kinda of just cruise. Yeah, I, I see away. this is you're you're right uh, you're right on the thirty five. I see it more like thirty five seventeen. Um, Boise already, Boise, you know, probably be comfortable with the lead in the Air Force, get like a garbage touch, garbage touchdown late or something midway, late late in the fourth quarter, you know, make it that type of score. But yeah, Boise, I don't see Boise having much of a problem with the Falcons. All right, so final game here. Nevada, your Wolfpack, <laughs> I'll say it, <laughs> at, at San Diego State. Uh, 8th, 7.30 out there Pacific at uh, the home for uh, Aztec football and CBS <laughs> Sports every week. And if you want to go to the game, it's only 17 bucks. Yeah, so I, there's that, folks. Yeah, like I'm, for folks who may not know, you know, I'm looking for them. 
I used to live out in the San Diego area for a while. Just thought it was military. Um, going to those Aztec games, like I said, if I was in that area, you know, I'd more than happy to plop down to 17 bucks and go to old Jack Murphy Stadium uh, to see them play. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Go ahead. Are you su- are you surprised it's sixteen point favorite for the Aztecs? No, nah, I, I, I just go recency. I mean, that seems to me it seems right. Uh, with that, because I mean, so that is still two and eight. And but you know, but they are. But but they've been scoring. They are in conference play thirty five points per game, man. Yeah, they they have they found their offense. They found their offensive use. It took a little while, but they you know, they found it. You know, now not necessarily coming out in wins or losses, and not necessarily coming out in wins or losses, but they found their offensive use. They're second in the league in passing yards, only behind uh, Colorado State at two. Colorado State has like two fifty two, two fifty three. 253 yards passing as a team. And points-wise, you mentioned they're sort of right in that fifth or fourth place. So they can – they're not they're, – they're getting there. Uh, total offense still sort of under the top, you know, sort of in the bottom eighth in the league, I believe, close to 400 yards. But then again, you're going up with Fresno and San Jose State and Boise. So – you know, it's a bit of a slow start, sort of put them in that position. So I, I give them a chance that they can definitely score points, you know, and maybe going by that, go, to give them a chance, because I'll probably give away my preview of that. That's okay. Uh, but I'll do it anyway. Um, I think they're going to have, for them to win, they're going to have to run a whole lot of plays. And keep that de- and keep San Diego State off of just keep the San Diego State defense on the field. Uh, Get them tired, exactly. Because if not, then you're going to run into a situation where that San Diego the Aztecs running attack is just going to just they're going to Alabama them to death. But by by that I mean, if you ever see Alabama play, they they really just for lack of a term, say again. They're good. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> but they they sort of just slowly but surely just I'll put it in a wrestling move since Survivor Series is a Sunday. They put you in a sleeper hold and they just <laughs> sort of lull you to sleep, and then next thing you know, you're down two scores. So Nevada really can't have many like three and out situations. Uh, Gandhi's really gonna have to be more effective with the ball, pretty much they're going to have to play like they did against San Jose State, but <laughs> to obviously a much tougher opponent. Here's what, here's what I maybe I'm second-guessing my 16-point mm-hmm. line. Uh, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but one word to describe Nevada's rushing defense uh, is bad Good is bad. the correct word, the one word you'd use? Uh, charitable? Giving. Um, Open door. Twenty touchdowns. Uh, that that that's very charitable. Um, it, it is. That's two words. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I, it it is the season for giving. I will. We will <laughs> say this. Hold up, real quick, real quick. They they did only give up one forty to Boise on the ground. Yes, yes, they did. And 
going to the San Jose State game, they did, you know, other than those two or three drives where uh, Tyler uh, with San Jose Evans. Yeah, yes. Evans. <sighs> Long podcast. Um, yeah, exactly. We're going long today, yeah, apparently. <laughs> you know, they were able to shore up their uh, defense. And that's why, you know, key takeaway from their game against San Jose State. Yeah, you could say, you know, San Jose State's a, not a good team. But I felt there was enough on defense from Malik Reed and company for them to maybe build up a little bit, maybe build up some confidence. But it's been a unit that's been dragged all year. Uh, maybe they needed that confidence booster to go into San Diego State and be like, hey, look, we think I have a chance to shut down their uh, very talented running attack they have with Kenny and company. All right, so I think Penn will get his yards. I I do think I think this will be closer. Than, I do think sixteen points. Mm-hmm. So coming back to it, sixteen points is too much because I think Nevada can score enough. Like I know the Rams defense isn't very good, but they put up twenty one on Fresno, which is twenty one is eight points above their average conference average um, allowed, which is thirteen. But I just think Ty Ganji, Wyatt Demps, and whoever they're going to throw to, they're going to move, get move the ball against his Aztec defense one way or another. But I still think the San Diego State is going to win. And maybe that's like Penny will go off again. Christian Chapman's doing pretty good during the Michael Holder with David Wells there, but there it's going to be like I want to say shootout, but I don't want to say yeah, shootout. I, I <laughs> want to say this is going to be one of those games where I think Nevada can do enough to scare to sort of shake up and scare San Diego State. Uh, I I think Nevada's offense, the way they've been playing, can do that. Uh, particularly, but it's going to be a situation. But I think San Diego State may just has a little bit more, a lot more to give on on both sides of the ball to sort of shut that down. I see it as one of those, I two scores or less, you know, two touchdowns or what have you, type of game where San, where San Diego State can you know hold hold serve, get a few stops here and there. And sort of just keep Nevada at bay, and you know run out the clock. So I like San Diego. Go ahead. What's your? I'm gonna say. What's your score? What's your score? San Diego State. Well, I'd say San Diego State 31. I see them getting a great a random field goal. San Diego State 31, Nevada 21. That's about what I'm going with. I think it'll be like a touchdown yeah. game, like a maybe eight to ten point victory. I'll just I'll, I will go thirty four twenty seven. See, probably, but it'll it'll be okay. Aztecs will be controlled. I don't think it'll be. It'll be like a fierce comeback. It'll be not a comeback. Be like I think it'll be like oh they're up 10-0, 10-3, 17, 4, 10-6, oh. 17, You know what I mean? Something like that oh, okay. where they're always ahead by eight to ten points. Because it's touchdown yeah, field goal, touchdown be, field goal, you know, or something like that. Twenty with like eight minutes to go, and Nevada goes on like a six minute, seven minute drive to make it thirty four twenty seven, and or you know, like your score or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be close. I think they'll put up points, but ultimately the defense for like look at uh, yeah. Aztec secondary. They'll pick up Gangy maybe a couple times. Do what they do late in the game, like get the intercepts like they did for Stanford, those type of games where they'll just kind of stop teams. So that's it. We're good. We've gone over an hour, which 
They haven't gone extremely <laughs> long, but that 18 minute Josh Allen talk at the beginning. And do we have time for ham um, and turkey or whatever? Should yeah, we, we can hold, hold well, that for later? People can see our Twitters. Um, real quick, real quick. I, I still why, dislike ham very much so. Good for you. Okay. See, turkey. Now, turkey, <laughs> 10, 15 years ago, I probably would be like, like agree with you on that. But fried turkey. We came across fr- uh, my folks fried turkey. Ooh. How do you do well, that? You How have, do you do well, fried turkey? You like in the fryer, like a whole outside bird? Outside of this. Uh, no, no, not frozen. You, oh, have, yeah. well, you have to. Not frozen. You probably much have to thaw. Yeah, you probably have to thaw it out like <laughs> Sunday rock night. It if you want to rock it. Um, you have to thaw it like Sunday night. You have to thaw it out. You have to season it. Uh, they have like injectables okay. you can inject flavoring into it of course and then they have I like would like cage, a, case, a fried Cajun like, turkey that sounds good have like Cajun flavor in, in them so so what you could do after you thaw it out and season it uh, let it sit to collect it you know soak in the marinade then probably depending on what depending on your situation you know, like Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning. You know, get up, put on a pot of coffee, get the peanut oil going. You have to use the peanut oil. And get like a long, tall sort of pot or pan. Yeah, pot. And then dump the, dump the whole peanut oil. Let it get to a certain temperature. I'm not sure of the temperature. Uh, when I find out, I'll let you know. High. Yeah, high. Um, not too high. High. I, you, got, you can YouTube some videos of folks <laughs> cooking turkeys. Doesn't turn out so good. So you have to watch it and dump it in there. Yeah. Just saying, you don't want to rock it. You don't want to, because yeah, you, that, that's when, when it's when, ice frozen. That's, that's basically when your house That's where it's projectile. And then, you know, you fry it and let it do its thing and let it cool off. And. Is there, yeah. is there the a way bird? to get a fried turkey without doing the whole bird? You probably could. I know they like, sell into like turkey that's a lot of tur- legs, that's a lot of meat. Turkey wings. Not off. The is there like a restaurant? Do you know of any sure restaurant that sells fried turkey? <laughs> I should look into that. Okay, uh, like turkey's not terrible. Like I, people think I don't like food. I like types of food, but honestly. Can I say mm. this so people probably will probably punch the podcast and maybe never listen again, but I'll say it. Can I say Thanksgiving food is overrated? Yeah, that that you know that that's your opinion. That's your opinion. And that's you. Uh I mean Okay. Uh Am I wrong though? Is it is, I like Thanksgiving. Come on. Um so I'm, I'm I get some counterpoint. Um there's some I like, but okay. Well, what's okay? What's your Thanksgiving food? Because it's next week, so we can talk now. We'll extend Not a few minutes. Particularly, I, are you and, a stuffing person? Oh, my mother doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, but no, nah, I'm not a particularly. Uh-oh, I, I have uh-oh. one serving. It's okay, homemade. let me ask like, what type. Stuff. It's not like is it like homemade. Is it stovetop? Um, what like what type of stuffing do you have? Okay, good, good. Okay, I hear you. I I love stuffing, and 
the people my f- current family or not current what it seems like a different family but i mean wife's family because i i have it more often with her family than mine because where i live now but nobody likes stuffing and i'll make it my own because no they'll make like they had some the reason i brought this up because last week like oh we have a turkey or turkey roast like okay cool they make this homemade stuffing i'm like it's <laughs> crunchy it's not soft or moist i don't know what mm. they did to make it but it was just awful it's like if you have good stuffing, that's great. Great mashed potatoes are great, right. and maybe a little garlic mashed potato kind of that type of flavoring is a little bit good. Just oh, a little, sh- they don't want too much, but I don't know if it's people I'm with, but they don't cook. I'm whispering because they're next door, maybe in the other room here, but a few are. But like, you can't make mashed potatoes very well. They make terrible stuffing. I don't like yams or stupid. Uh, what do you put on there? What do oh. people put on yams? What is it? Uh, marshmallows? Mm-hmm. No, it's terrible. Hate cranberry sauce. That's not very good. Um, I just don't like cranberry sauce. Uh, they make, I don't know. It's just, um, I think overall, there's so much better food to have. Okay, so you, you just, you're just eating with the wrong people then. Um, part of it, like when I was with my, 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 my mom and family, like that's good. Like I was still wasn't a huge fan of Turkey, but mashed potatoes are great. Stuffing was great. Stuff like that was always good. Certain carrots were done properly. Like, uh, kind of like glazed carrots are pretty good when you cook them the right way, but it's, I'm like, I'd rather have like Chinese food or ribs or make some sort of, some sort of, like, <laughs> that sounds better to me than turkey. Come on. Well, okay. I, I think it's because of the time, the, the turkey itself. You know, I think, I think because, because like, I was like you, like, again, like 10, 15 years ago, I would have been totally in your camp, like, because we used to roast the turkey and you roast turkey just, no, that's, that's not what happened. That's I like the unhealthy now. dark meat better. Is that? <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, um, <laughs> and the mashed potato. I don't think we we haven't had mashed potatoes for our Thanksgiving Ooh. or Christmas. Oh, uh, we do, we do. Um, for our Thanksgiving, we do, uh, we do green beans, we do collard, yeah, of course, um, cornbread, the aforementioned stuffing, um, and macaroni and cheese. Now, we use, we used to do regular yams, but we do now uh my parents they do uh yams but instead of that marshmallow thing which yeah uh, i don't get it they do it's um, so sweet sort of like a, it's so sweet why would you want that well, well they do well there's a um they do the crust instead of the marshmallow we don't do marshmallow okay do like a pecan um, cinnamon sort of crust um it's excellent there you go. i love it um and also we do you know, uh, we've gotten to do it in the last few years. We do, I think we do it more so for Christmas than Thanksgiving. It's sort of like a rice dressing sausage and stuff. And like, kind of, like rosemary. So um, almost like a jambalaya it, sorts, close to that genre, a little bit. Rice and uh, almost, but not not, not, not soupy. Not, but they use, not soupy yeah. and not jambalaya. It's more of a, I would say the type of rice you could get. You could probably make it at um, like so those north sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like wild rice. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah, it's a, like the look of it, kind of, but it's not the same type of yeah. stew or that, soup. But yeah, I, that's right. good. It's just that that's that's our Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I'll have the traditional stuff. I'm like, it's whatever. It's I just think there's better food out there. Turkey, just I gotta try the fried turkey, so I can't knock that until you I gotta try, try fried turkey, and then I I bet you your your entire opinion. Your entire I, I point of view on turkey will change. Because <laughs> I know on Twitter, was it you that replied about the, was it you and me talking about like fried chicken or fried chicken tenders or something? 
Chicken thighs, yeah. Yeah, like, chicken honestly, thighs. so how would you compare fried chicken to fried turkey? And we'll end on this, folks, if you're still listening. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> this is still the show. I, um, I, I think they're different now. I know they're different, but... Right, yeah, I think it's... Uh, for me, because I do the fry when I do chicken thighs, I pan fry them, so it's not deep fry. That's different, yeah. Uh, so it's so it's a little bit. I guess you could call it sautéed. Uh, with the fried turkey, you get a little bit more of a crunch. You know, a lot more of a crunch, depending on what you, depending on what type of uh, part of the turkey you get. You know, you get the skin. You know, for the turkey, which is ac- the turkey skin is excellent. You're not gonna get that off of a roast turkey. Oh. Uh, no. Yeah, so yeah, you need to get 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 yourself a fried turkey somehow. Your life will change. Here's really quick. I put in fried turkey on a tw- on Google. Mm. One of the first art- one of the first articles that comes up. How to deep fry a turkey without killing yourself. <laughs> See, if you could just avoid do the fried turkey and avoid the steps from turning your pot into a literal explosive projectile, your think your point of view on turkey will change one eight. I, I promise you that. <laughs> All right, I found I found a website. I've seen this website before, goldbelly.com. Have you ever visited that website? I don't believe so, no. <laughs> it is a website where if you have lots of money to spend and you like food, you'll probably waste every mo- money possible because it's basically order food from restaurants across the country. Mm. So it's one of those type of things. I can order a fried turkey from Uncle Ray's Fried Turkeys in Dallas, Texas, named America's Best Fried Turkey. <laughs> Would you care to guess how much it costs for a Cajun mild deep fried turkey shipped to my home? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say eighty five bucks. Shipping it in a handler for close. A, it's a ten to twelve pound mm. turkey, hundred bucks. Ah, see, I was thinking a hundred, but it's like maybe back off a little bit. But eighty five sounds about right. <laughs> hundred dollars sounds about right. Or, 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 really quick, two for one seventy nine. Get a uh, discount. <laughs> I think uh, before uh, last thing before we go, I think I it was last Christmas <laughs> or something. I saw where I think it was New York Times or something where you could there were there was an advertisement where you could get this entire Christmas dinner like soul food Christmas dinner. Oh, yeah, bucks or and something. it was like they had like supposedly collard greens, um, but they it. Look fake like fake collard greens, or they were using some type of weird meat instead of like ham hock. It was just no, no. <laughs> Should I one last thing? Should I try? I'm looking. At, I shouldn't be looking perusing this website because I'm kind of <laughs> hungry. I might get a late night snack. I get a turducken with Cajun cornbread stuffing. Tur- that I, looks. You know, I was talking about that the other day with somebody with friends of mine. But turducken, I've never had it. I wouldn't mind trying it, um, or at least giving a run of it. Um, I've had, I've I've had duck and uh, orange sauce. That's really good. I haven't had duck before. Uh, no, take it away. I had duck uh, like at a Thai restaurant. Um, it's it's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. You ought to get that. You shell shell whatever money you can get to get one of those. It'd be good. Oh man. It says it serves ten to twelve people. You can I could. charge people to you come over and have some? Mountain West wide gathering. You, me, Eli, Anna, and all, party. All, all, all of us. Man. <laughs> yeah, charge, ten bucks, charge, ten ten bucks ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. 
right. I, I think we I think we we've exhausted the show tonight. So we we're done with food talk. I do like good food. People say I don't. I I, I like good food. You just don't like ham. No, no, I or I said I'm okay. You gotta. I'm saying I'm okay with turkey. It's not my favorite. And but, but fine with turkey. Also, okay, one last thing: right, right. if you have the right if you have the right gravy, it makes a world of difference. If you have bad gravy, that could ruin everything. You, I, I would have shocked you. Gravy, I could do without gravy. Ooh, for what? Interesting. I don't. Everything. I don't overdo it. <laughs> I don't overdo it. I just like a little bit, like little, like maybe a little teaspoon or tablespoon on my mashed potatoes or stuffing or something. But uh, yeah. I like it with. The, you can keep that. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You can be a gravy hater. That's okay. No big deal. I hate we just no. I hate I, I hate ham. So, uh, well, I will say this. <laughs> I promise we'll end right now. I've never tried a uh, like a um, what is it a Reuben sandwich? Mm-hmm. Never. Because I'm like that doesn't sound good to me. Because I don't really like corned beef. Oh, another food I hate. Okay, yeah, we're gonna have to end this. Oh, um, what you're a corned beef fan? I like Reuben sandwiches. No, no, no! I do. I try. I finally tried oh. it. I finally tried oh, you it. Finally tried it. Okay. No, no. There's this place because like I see Subway doing. I'm like, no, I don't want to try Ruben from Subway. No way. No. Not a chance. <laughs> so there's this restaurant. It's on this radio station I listen to a lot. They advertise. It's like a real Jewish deli and stuff. And even when I lived in New York, I never tried a Ruben. I'm like, I just, I just don't like corned beef. I go. I'm like, I'm gonna try it. They say it's so good. Best sandwich ever. Just saying. Best sandwich <laughs> ever I've ever had. It, it, it's just it, yeah, it's a fifteen dollar sandwich, but I don't care. I took it. It's good with some fries, but oh, it's amazing. You get what you pay. Uh, certain things, I believe. A lot of things in life, you get what you pay for, and fifteen dollars. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand when I go to Seven Eleven and try a spicy chicken sandwich for a dollar fifty. I know what I'm getting. Yeah. I understand. But, but I also understand I'm going to a nice restaurant and paying good money for something. I get that too. I get it when I buy a stupid sausage biscuit at whatever gas station I go to because I'm hungry and weird. Uh, but it, you get heartburn and regret, but you know, you know what you do. <laughs> I, I hear it. Or I get this, the breakfast burrito at the whatever the Mexican restaurant nearby, which is amazing, <laughs> and then I eat nothing the rest of the day. I, I get it. <laughs> I, whatever. Let's end this thing because people don't want to oh. care. So um, this is uh, Mountainless Football here. Yeah, we talked about it. MWWire.com. Uh, Brandon, thanks for hopping oh, on. Uh, Twitter. Brandon G. Blake. And just so you know real quick, because you, pro- you may not be watching, Nevada's 2-0 and now. Beat Santa Clara by 30. So there you go. Right Oops. Oh. Oh, I made an error on Twitter no, okay. today. I, I do it every, uh, every so often. Yeah, every so often. All right. But that's the show for tonight. Uh, SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. Or no, we've been on Stitcher. Sorry. Spreaker. If you use Spreaker, um, go subscribe over there. It's, um, it's like SoundCloud, essentially. But we're now on Spreaker. It's kind of syndicated over there so thanks to those guys at blog talk radio for hooking that up itunes uh whatever you want to do give us five stars and yes we're biased against your team folks see ya